Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How do you get revenge against somebody that ruins your vacation? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, deadbeat dad. I, 26-year-old female, have been raising my son as a single mother for a while. I'm now in a happy, committed relationship with someone who provides for him, and together we even had another child. Anyways, my oldest child's bio father sees him about two times a month for a total of six-ish hours. He always asks me to take photos, and usually I just oblige and send them and go on my way. Recently, I found out that he's been posting them and acting like father of the year over here and uses our son to pick up chicks when possible. I then took it upon myself to edit the photos I took from there on out to have his eyes spaced more apart. I didn't tamper with the kids in the photos, and yes, I kept the originals, but now he looks like Sid the Sloth in his Instagram pics. Have fun pulling chicks with that, buddy. My question is, does being a single father and posting pictures with your kids usually attract people? Wouldn't that usually be a light red flag for most people? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you love awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, hurt my little sister? Fine, I'll get you back. This isn't me, I'm the little sister. My sister passed about six months ago, and one thing I loved about her was how petty she was. Well, this story is one of my favorites. She'd set me up with this guy who I dated for almost eight years. My sister thought he was a good guy and thought because of who his ex was, the rumors weren't true that he was an abusive person. When I was 19, I'd came over to my sister's house. She had just gotten home from taking the kids to school, and I met her in the yard. That morning, I'd again gotten into a fight with my ex, and he had gotten violent. I had a bruise on my eye and down my cheek. I had to come get some time with her. She looked at me, asked what happened, and I'd reluctantly let her in and explained what was going on. Furthermore, he didn't know that I was there, and I was scared he was going to find out. Oh, bless the souls of the goddess that was in that wonderful woman. She found out why he and I had gotten into this fight and how it had escalated. My sister helped me pack that day and get my stuff into my car. As this is going on, my sister is going around the house and just taking small items. She took all the good lighters. She took all the toothpaste tubes that weren't open and left the almost empty one. She left them with one-fourth of a roll of toilet paper and taking the last of the package. She took the salt shaker, mostly because it was a pretty shaker, and also the pepper shaker leaving only the pepper in the box, which, mind you, he hated using those for pepper. The only thing I knew she took was the toilet paper, and I wasn't returning that. Needless to say, this woman here was already my hero before this, but darn it, she was definitely my superhero after this. I got several messages and calls from my ex later that night asking about those said items. I told them I didn't know every time. After the last call, I'd yelled, Look man, I don't know what the freak happened to the crap I freaking bought anyways, so stop calling me. I hung up the phone, and my older sister, the witch, is laughing. I asked her what was funny, and she informed me what she did. No, I didn't tell him. I'm definitely sorry for OP's loss. I think we can all agree hearing this story that 
She sounds like a very awesome big sister. Anybody with a sibling like that that's going to those lengths to look out for you, I think you're incredibly lucky to have that. Our next story is Lie to Me? Enjoy figuring out what food you're opening. A few years ago, I was seeing this guy. It wasn't exclusive, but we knew there were other people. For the sake of the story, he's my boyfriend. He had kids and a pretty chill baby mama. I was cool with her and she was cool with me. Basically, as long as I don't mistreat the kids, she was fine, but I was seen as the cool family friend. But I digress. One day, my boyfriend told me that he had the kids for the day and was going to Chuck E. Cheese for a day of mediocre pizza and cake. So I decided to go to his baby mother's house to have a relaxing spa day slash crap talking session. So imagine my surprise when I go over there and see the kids playing in the yard. She asked why I came over with masks and wine and I told her, cue all the confusion and trying to contact him. He finally answers after 30 minutes and says that he's with me while I'm standing beside her silently fuming over the lies. After me and her talk and calm down, I go back to my boyfriend's place and go crazy. I cut off the labels on the canned items in the pantry except the dog food, took the knobs off the stove, switched the wires on the cable box, TV, and Blu-ray player, took all the remote batteries, loosened faucets, took the microwave plate and oven racks out, loosened light bulbs, and flipped the main breaker. I didn't bother the pets or their food. After all of that, I went back home, blocked him, and called the baby mama. And after all of that, she's a friend and he's a distant memory. That is one story I've been called petty over by his friends and family, but I don't think so. OP expressed that they had like an open relationship, so this is so honestly confusing that they would go and sleep around like that secretly. Like, if it's already open, why are they trying to hide it? I guess OP clarified that they were out with some woman that OP did not like at all. Basically, OP had a stipulation that the guy could be with anybody else but that woman. Did it justify an entire apartment wrecking? I don't know. This next story is how I got my secretary back. I was a new school psychologist in a new position. I was struggling to organize my office as I was the first psychologist in five years. One day, the superintendent sends me a memo that he had to cut my secretary. I'd have to type my own reports. I sucked at typing and still do. I took my Underwood typewriter, it was 1977, and went down to the teacher's lounge. I began to type. I didn't take calls or read my mail or agree to meetings. I typed. I cussed. I erased. I typed for about a week. People saw me grunting out the work hour after hour. Somehow, the news that a staff member with more education than the superintendent was chained to a typewriter trying to get out time-sensitive work got to the superintendent. He got me an ex-legal secretary who knew more about office procedures than I ever dreamed. She carried my butt through the years we worked there. I told him he had a real eye for talent and thanked him. It took me a while to get over the tar consistency coffee the teachers drank. I got a 13% raise the next year. What I love about this revenge is OP didn't make a show of it. They didn't go out trying to create some impactful, crazy display that completely changes the superintendent's mind. They were just told, hey, we're going to be penny pinching and you're just going to have to try to make up for it. OP sat down, probably had their work slow down 500% and let the higher ups themselves figure out how badly they screwed up. Our next story is evicted, then moved right back in. 
I, 22-year-old male, lived with four guys and the occasional roommate's girlfriends. Things were never great, but the situation spiraled out of control when one roommate wanted his brother to move in with us. We had a room, but we had no idea how these two would act once living together. They both lifted a lot. Every day, like six meals a day, and they were huge. Their personalities over the weeks and months became more and more intense. This was the age of one home phone, and I had a small roofing business set up, a one-man crew, and I would get calls at the house. I'd asked if messages could be taken when I wasn't available. All they had to do was write a name and number on a whiteboard, and I'd follow up. One evening, I came home and I asked about a message I couldn't read. Next thing I know, I've got the whiteboard ripped off the wall, and both of these muscle-bound freaks are chasing me. One had a dang bat down the stairs to my area of the house. Once downstairs, I had little to defend myself with aside from just turning and facing them and forcing something. They threw the whiteboard at me and threatened me with the bat if my exception was for them to take messages. I survived but was very shaken. I brought this up with the other roommates and agreed something had to be done. Revenge is sweet. I decided to go have a meeting with the property management company and just lay it all out there. I detailed what happened and offer a solution evict us all of us just mail us a letter to get the freak out and we'll clean and fix the place up and we'll all move out then after everyone's gone i'll pull back in with my other two roommates and move back in the plan required some work but me and the other roommate were all in to get these other three out if you're counting that means there was another one we wanted out as well and you'd be right the other roommate was a pig and didn't clean anything so we took the opportunity to get him out as well The letter arrived and we all witched and witched about having to find other places to live, clean, fix holes due to the whiteboard incident, etc. But these two muscle-bound dudes pitched in and helped. I moved all my crap into a trailer in the driveway and waited for everything to be moved out. The last day of the month came and they were gone. They'd found a new apartment together and I moved back in with one roommate and I got a lease moved into my name. We looked for acceptable new roommates and found a few good guys, and all was good. I heard from a common friend that the two brothers found out rather quickly that it was all a setup to get them out. They were pissed. I couldn't have been happier, honestly. It was one of the greatest feelings I've ever had. Jerks finally got what they deserved. That said, it was a rather small town and I was kind of freaked out for several months that they'd show up at the house or I'd see them out. I could run a lot faster, but darn if they managed to get a hold of me. I'm just wondering if these muscle-bound big strong brothers were on the juice, so to say. Not to say that that has to be the reason why they act that way. I mean, they can just both have terrible temper problems. Either way, I don't blame OP for wanting to do whatever they can to get away from these people after they charged after them while weaponizing a whiteboard. Our next story is, no Halloween costume? Enjoy your Easter candy! Told to me by a coworker, she and her husband were in a new house passing out candy on Halloween. An astonishing number of teens with no costumes at all came up for candy. If she asked what they were dressed as, they'd mumble, teenager, mildly belligerently, and hold out their bag for her to add candy. Now, she knew that if she didn't give them candy, then her house could be targeted and toilet papered or other tricks. However, she developed a plan. All year long, she saved up old candy broken half-melted candy canes smushed old cadbury eggs saved all augmented by the cheapest lamest candy the store had to offer you see where this is going 
The following Halloween, she had two bowls. All those cute little kids got top quality candy dropped into their buckets. Teens who couldn't be bothered got a big handful from the other bowl. Since she was delivering, all they heard was the satisfying thump into their usually cheap plastic bags. Not until they got home would they realize some unknown person had provided them with tricks instead of treats. I don't think it's necessarily in the full spirit of the holiday, but I kind of get where they're coming from. If you're going to go around and request free candy from all of these people, you can at least try to put a little effort into it. If you're going to show up and be like, I'm dressed as a teenager, like maybe you don't deserve candy. This next story is, sorry SFC, that's not my job. So for context, I just recently separated from the army after 8 years of service. I was a 25U, basically IT generalist slash telecommunications specialist, but also spent most of my career in special operations, so I also had combat experience, and definitely think slash act like an infantryman. Well, after leaving the SOF community, I opted for a regular boring unit in my home state, so that I could finish my contract and just move back home. I was only in this unit for 16 months. During that short duration, I was under the supervision of an SFC that I did not agree with whatsoever on basically anything. This gentleman was very much the, I'm your boss, do what I say without question type of person, and I simply don't respond to that. Fast forward to about 90 days before I finished my contract and leave honorably, this sergeant first class comes back from their deployment to Korea, not a real deployment in my opinion and treats me even worse because I did make a couple of poor decisions and got myself facing a forced separation from the army. Basically our interactions went from agree to disagree to you're a terrible example for your soldiers and a crappy human. All this because I smoked some weed by the way. Anyway, part of this person's job was to go up to our brigade S6 once a week or so and interact with a civilian net tech working there. Unbeknownst to the sergeant first class, that civilian is retiring, and the contractor is actively looking for a replacement, so I applied and got the job. Now I'm on my second week working this position, and I've had this sergeant first class come to my office a few times already, asking for things that aren't within my scope of responsibility, but that apparently the last guy helped him with anyway. I simply cannot explain the satisfaction I felt the first time I was able to say, Sorry, Sergeant First Class, that's not my job. He was visibly angry and called my boss, the owner of this contracting company, who also said, that's not his job. So now at 27 years old, I make literally three times what I did in the army for basically the same job, and I get the satisfaction of essentially controlling the success of an individual I quite dislike. I would never intentionally sabotage anyone, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't make his job a lot more inconvenient. I definitely still get a bit lost in the military terminology, and there was a bit of acronym alphabet dodging that had to go on here, but the bottom line here is essentially this is a boss that was insufferable, and then OP finds themselves in a spot where they can make that boss's life a little bit more difficult now. That's pretty darn satisfying. This next story is, deliberately delay my time out at work? Enjoy the stress of missing your meetings slash client slash deliverables. I worked in an ad agency years ago and I always leave at 6pm. I don't fancy why I would overstay when I finished all my deliveries. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want to go home, spend time with family, play my favorite video game, and rest. At some point, my friend told me that this office mate of ours said, Watch me delay OP. I'll make sure that he doesn't get to leave at 6 for no apparent reason. She was just being a witch. She gave me a task before leaving, and the very next day, I got my sweet revenge. I installed a download manager in my computer and downloaded a huge file like 80 gigabytes. Download managers tend to siphon all internet bandwidth, and that morning, she was visibly upset, stressed as she couldn't send an immediate file to a client, which I think got her in trouble, as I saw her get called by our boss, and I overheard something like, Why didn't you send this? Blah blah. It was beautiful. Honestly, I'm just impressed that this place has such a bad internet setup where you can siphon all of it like that. I'm guessing the way these download managers work is they create like multiple different download threads. It's basically like doing 5, 10, maybe even more downloads at the same time to try to make it faster. It's like instead of using one straw for your chocolate milk, you stick five in and drink from all five at the same time. If you've got the internet bandwidth to support it. This next story is, car disrupts a neighborhood, the neighbors retaliate in mass. About 18 years ago, yes, I'm aware that I am old, someone parked their car in front of an apartment building with like 8 units. This is in a university area and free spots are rare. Very few spots that you can just park and let it sit indefinitely. This person's car would go beep beep every time a bus came by all hours of the day and night. The bus vibrations would set it off. The bus route was like 40 feet away from the car. I was in an apartment across the street from the offending car, and the freaking thing was there for weeks. It was an evil pleasure to watch the growing vandalism and garbage and rageful notes put on the windshield. I'm talking broken windows, raw eggs, everyone's garbage on the hood, a dead pigeon hucked in the driver's seat. The owner slithered in when I was out of the area, so I don't know if they were confronted, or maybe the police finally took the thing away. I think the thing here that cemented their fate more than anything was not necessarily that they were already taking up one of the free apartment spots, which everybody in an apartment clearly would hate. It was that beep beeping right in front of everybody's apartment every time a bus came by. Just imagine you're in your apartment, some jerk is taking up one of the spots that belongs to the apartment, and not only that, but every time a big vehicle drives by, you hear beep beep outside you're like oh my god i'm about to hire a crane to come pick this car up and fling it into the next neighborhood our next story is neighbor petty about our parking spot should i be petty back if so how i live in a townhouse complex 
Everyone has two parking spots directly in front of their townhome. I only have one vehicle. My 60-ish kooky neighbor has only one car. She parks to the far side of her spaces. This results in a lot of extra space in front of our places, which everyone finds tempting to use despite my asking them to park on the other side of my car or in visitor parking. Ever since I moved in a year ago, she would leave me notes, text me, or come to the door anytime anyone I knew, or even didn't, parked in her spot, even just to drop something off. Even if they're only a few inches over the line for a minute, she'll yell out the window. I've told everyone I know not to ever park there, even delivery drivers. Sometimes, unfortunately, delivery people still do at times. Now it's winter and there's snow. Today, my dad had to pull forward into her spot to back into visitor parking. This resulted in a slew of texts about how his car resulted in dirty snow clumps falling in her spot and the tires packing down the snow, which will apparently freeze and be harder to shovel and a safety issue for her. I've been polite so far, but I told her that at a certain point, I can't control how people drive in a communal parking lot. I did kick the bigger clumps off of her spot for her, even though I don't think that was my dad's fault. I appreciate she has falling fears, but my feeling is it's Canada in the winter and it's a communal parking lot. I don't think it's fair to continually make me feel guilty for anyone ever even touching her parking spots. She doesn't even need this space, but I swear she just sits and watches out the window all day to make sure no one touches it. I don't want bad blood, but I don't know how to handle this anymore. Continue being polite? Take full responsibility for everyone else's driving? Confirm the parking bylaws with my HOA? Or be petty? And if so, how? I'd love a laugh. I think this is one of those situations where you offload the complaint department. You've decided that OP Neighbor Complaint Incorporated has closed its shutters and they need to redirect their complaints about everybody else's driving in a communal parking lot to the HOA. This just should not be on OP's shoulders. OP has nothing to answer for here. This next story is, ruin my mini vacation? Good night. I was bullied all through my school years. They went after my weight, clothes, ADHD, taste in music, complexion, eyebrows, etc. You name it, they bullied me over it. One girl in particular, we'll call her Jane, held a grudge against me for years. Because when we were in the Girl Scouts, elementary school, she claimed that my mom called her mom telling her Jane was bullying me. Jane denied bullying me, of course. First, yes, she was bullying me. Let's be honest here. Second, I'd asked my mom repeatedly about this alleged phone call, and she swears she never did. My mom is an amazing, supportive person, and I'm obviously going to believe her over Jane. Third, even if this phone call had happened, it was years ago. Fast forward to junior year of high school, Jane and I are both in drama club, she's still hanging on to this alleged phone call, and we're stuck sharing a hotel room for a three-day high school theater festival. Whenever I'm around her, she's constantly nagging me. I try to be kind and stay out of her way, but she essentially bit my head off every chance she had. It's the last night, and I'm watching TV in my bed feeling angry and mentally exhausted. Theater Fest was something I looked forward to every year, and she had ruined it for me over a phone call that never happened. Jane comes out of the bathroom in her swimsuit and announces that she's going to the hotel pool. Jane reaches for her room key, but stops and asks me if I'm staying in for the night. In that moment, 
inspiration struck and I heard angels singing. I smiled sweetly and said yes. With that, Jane left for the pool without her room key. Knowing that she assumed I'd just let her back in later, I locked the door and went to sleep. Apparently, Jane spent an hour or so pounding on the door and having kids call my room. I'm a sound sleeper, so I didn't hear any of this. Wink. Keep in mind that our teacher was just down the hall and could easily help Jane get a new room key. Finally, Jane and our teacher got a new key and she was able to get back in. The next morning, Jane growled at me for falling asleep and locking her out. I acted, theater kid, mortified and told her and our teacher that I must have been more tired than I thought. I know Jane suspected that I did it on purpose, but she couldn't do anything about it because there was no proof. After all, Jane was the one who chose to go to the pool without her room key. When I got home, I told my mom everything. She told me, any other person, I would have been upset with you. But she had that coming. We still laugh about it every now and then. Jane never mentioned the alleged phone call again, so mission accomplished. One thing I've learned, not necessarily from my own mistakes, but just from other people's regrets in general, is that if you're leaving somewhere that has a lock, take the key with you regardless and make sure you have that key on you at all times. I mean, it happens all the time, but after hearing how a relative locked themselves out of their own car, it just makes me a little bit more anxious about making sure that I always have my keys on me. What happened with them was basically they were shopping, putting away groceries, they set their keys down right inside the trunk, and then closed the trunk, and it was locked. Just in general, if you're dealing with locks at any point, just make sure those keys are pretty much always on you. Our next story is, Army Soldier Leaves Entire Battalion Hanging. About 10 years ago, I was a sergeant in the U.S. Army stationed in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. I'd previously injured my back during my time in Iraq, and as a result, I was able to do much less cardio, in turn gaining weight. If you know the regulations, then you know that a physical injury is not a valid reason to be overweight in the Army. So obviously they started chapter, a non-disciplinary discharge, paperwork. I was distressed about losing a career that I loved and I was torn between tearing my body up to stay in and saving my body to be able to not be restricted to a wheelchair in my future. I chose the latter, ensuring that I would be chaptered out of the army, honorable discharge. During this process, I was very bitter about the system that kept telling me that I couldn't stay in. I was also the battalion ammo NCO for the battalion. Yes, as an E5, the battalion ammo non-commissioned officer is responsible for ordering, picking up from the ammo depot, and returning brass and unused ammunition to the ammo depot. And there's only one in each battalion. This person must be trained in a 40-hour course to learn how to use the ordering website and given sole power over the ammo ordered. I was that one. Upon learning my battalion had a large integrated field exercise coming up, I saw my chance for revenge against the system. I deliberately did not order the ammo for about two weeks while I was clearing to leave the army. Nobody came asking questions, not even my first line supervisor. I let it ride all the way up until I started terminal leave, leave taken at the end of an enlistment. Soldier doesn't return to duty when the leave ends. I was back home in New York when one day I got a call from my boss. This was it? He said the sergeant major came to him and noticed that I hadn't ordered any ammo for this training exercise. I confirmed. Supervisor then asked if I could get online and order from home. 
I told him I needed to be on the government network to do so, and the closest space was four hours away from me. But not only that, my access to the ordering website had been revoked. This battalion exercise had been planned and coordinated with other units months in advance. Needless to say, the ammo did not get ordered and this huge field exercise did not happen. After months and months of planning and sourcing equipment, and now there was a three-week hole in the schedule. Not sure how many reading this understand the significance of this, but it is not good. I never heard about what happened because I was long gone, but I know it couldn't have been good, and I'm sure there were some opportunists there who couldn't wait to dirtbag my name. That's okay though. To this day, I still feel like I won. This is 100 million percent on them. If they're going through the paperwork to discharge you, and nobody even like looks to replace what you were doing for them, it's not OP's fault that they stop doing their job when they're told, hey, you're getting canned, basically. That said, our final story of the day is stealing kids lunch? Not if I can help it. Let me begin with that at the time, I was a moody ninth grader living with my aunt. I, 15-year-old female at the time, went to grab my lunch as per normal, but this particular day, there was something wrong with my lunchbox. It didn't feel as heavy as it did the morning I put it in my bag. So I looked inside of it, and it was empty apart from an apple and my drink. I reported this to the teachers and the principal, but all they could come up with was that I was framing another kid with stealing even though I wasn't and the lunch dealers kept stealing my lunch for the next week, and me going back and forward with the school staff, saying that there was nothing they could do because they had no proof of these alleged crimes. Even though they had cameras plastered freaking everywhere, and eventually, I stopped giving a crap and started coming to school with the most messed up sandwiches I could think of. Think of seven random things that could be put on a sandwich? and put them all on in between two pieces of bread, and started taking that to school. My aunt, unfortunately, was the maker of these sandwiches, and kept getting calls from the school, saying that lunch dealers were getting sick, and at first, my aunt was confused about why the school was calling her for a child that she wasn't caring for. And then she realized why, and replied, lunch dealers ate OP sandwiches, didn't they? The school replied with, how do you know this? And she simply said, Because I made the blooming things and could recite to you exactly what I put in it. And after approximately a month of this, I started taking normal sandwiches to school again. And lo and behold, my plan worked beautifully. Because none of the other kids, including myself, never had our lunches stolen ever again. I will say that I never knew who was behind the stealing. But I just wanted to get this out so that others experiencing the same thing know that there's a passive way to get them to stop without actually knowing who the thieves are. If these kids are stealing and eating food that aren't theirs, why would the school, instead of punishing the kids who are clearly getting sick for stealing said food, why would they go over their heads and start calling the parents of the kid who brought the food to school? What kind of moronic school setup is this? Are these like lunch dealers the kids of the people running the show? Is there like a nepotism play going on here? Favoritism? I am so confused and in the weeds as to why this school was operating the way they did here. We can't check the cameras, also it's your fault for bringing food to school that makes other kids sick. 
If OP brought a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for their lunch and some kid with allergies stole it and ate it and needed an ER trip, is it OP's fault? Is it their parents' fault? No. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.